Today's solemnity of Jesus Christ, King of the universe, it means that Jesus has necessary, supreme, and absolute dominion over everything. It's called the social kingship of Jesus Christ. It was in response to the growing secularism and atheistic communism in 1925 that Pope Pius XI felt it was necessary to establish such a feast. He said, quote, The whole of mankind is subject to the power of Jesus Christ. Nor is there any difference in this matter between the individual and the family or the state. For all men, whether collectively or individually, are under the dominion of Christ. In him is the salvation of the individual. In him is the salvation of society. End quote. Our faith that Jesus Christ is king is not just private. That Jesus is king is not just for Christians. Nope, he has absolute authority over everyone. That's what we believe. That means all peoples, Muslims, Jews, atheists. That means all municipalities. Rome, Jerusalem, San Francisco, Cloquet, Minnesota. It means all families, your family, and the other families on your son's or daughter's sports teams are all under the absolute dominion of Jesus Christ. Jesus has the right to absolute dominion of all peoples and things. He has this, one, due to his nature. The God of the universe entered into time, took on our flesh, took on humanity. So by his nature, he has supreme authority over it all. But he also has it due to his acquired right through his passion, death, and resurrection. He has redeemed not just Christians, but he's redeemed everyone in all creation. All of it he has acquired through his passion, death, and resurrection. Through that acquired right, he has absolute dominion and authority. Now, what would it be like, a world be like, if Christ truly reigned as he has the right to? We talk about Jesus as king, and he is, but people do not recognize that authority. Things aren't the way they should be. But what would a society look like if we recognized his legitimate authority? Here are just some examples There would be no organized sporting activities on Sundays. Sundays would be devoted to God and family. Restaurants wouldn't offer meat on Fridays. All schools, including public schools, would have crucifixes, images of our Blessed Mother and the other saints displayed in the classrooms. They would teach the truth, including the Catholic faith, all day and every day. The entire civil calendar would be identical with the liturgical calendar. National holidays would be Catholic holy days, such as All Saints, the Assumption, and Immaculate Conception. We would have days off from work for these holy days. Our laws and our tax code 
would promote the permanence of marriage between a man and a woman and support families with many children. Our economy would promote single-income families. And most important, every human person would offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass as the one perfect form of worship to the one true God. This was the desire of all the saints. They didn't just long to worship God themselves. They longed to see God worshipped in Jesus Christ by all peoples, to all peoples glorifying him and peoples never to offend him. And what would this do? What would such a society bring about? Pius XI, he said, quote, if princes and magistrates duly elected are filled with the persuasion that they rule not by their own right, but by the mandate and in place of the divine king, they will exercise their authority piously and wisely. They would make laws and administer them, having in view the common good and also the human dignity of their subjects. The result would be a stable peace and tranquility. If society was ordered such a way, the result would be a stable peace and tranquility. My brothers and sisters in Christ, each one of us has the duty to make Jesus king in the places that we have authority. First in our souls, obviously, in our own hearts, enthroning Jesus as king of my heart. Everyone can do that. That means giving no place for sin. Jesus cannot reign where there is sin. We're called to create a spiritual paradise, a spiritual garden within us, where God may dwell and be our sole ruler. Husbands and wives, moms and dads, you have to allow Christ to reign in your marriages, your homes and families, allowing Jesus to rule and not the secular world, sports, comfort, or what others think of you to control your home and your schedule. We have the authority in our circles of friends. We can allow Jesus to reign in those circles as well. Some of us have authority in our workplaces. We have great leadership. God has given you that authority and leadership to bring about God's kingdom more and more. Sometimes things are not possible or take time to change. I understand that. But I think some of us could do a lot more in our workplaces with the leadership we have to have Jesus reign. We need good, faithful Catholics on the school board and city council and other levels of government. Some Catholics, though, we're afraid to defend the faith. We hide that we're Catholic. We allow evil to persist when we really could do some great good for Jesus Christ and his kingdom. All we need is to have a little courage and fight a little. My best friend, friend Tommy, I grew up playing hockey with him, and he's got um, four kids now, and um, he lives in Duluth, and for whatever reason, he hasn't been really going to Mass that often. And I was challenging him, and he said, okay, you know, maybe I'll come down to Cloquet. I'll come down to Queen of Peace. Um, um, Nellie, he calls me Nellie. That's my nickname. And uh, so I said, 
twice I've texted him and saying, all right, we got mass at 10.30 or 10 o'clock, come on down for mass. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, my son Mason has hockey practice at 10 a.m. And after the second week in a row of him doing this on a Sunday, I said, Tommy, when are you going to have God become your first priority and schedule everything around that? Instead of having everything scheduled and trying to fit God in. He responded in a text, well, tell God not to schedule hockey practice at 10 a.m. on Sundays. I didn't respond to that. I'm not going to. It was foolish what he said, obviously, right? But when are parents going to say enough is enough? Parents act as helpless damsels, you know? Oh, we can't do anything about it just the way it is. No, you can do something about it. Realize the power you have. Quit being cowardly in these situations. Have some courage. Fight for your king. Allow Jesus to reign. I was visiting my sister Cassie's family and little Xavier, he's four years old, and he has this foam sword and a foam shield. And then he found this other plastic sword, but he didn't have a, a shield to go with it. So he made another shield out of plastic, or it's now about cardboard, and had a string and tape there so you could hold it like a shield. And he was so proud of this. And my whole time when I was there visiting, he kept wanting to play knights with me and fight. Like it's, it's, it's written in our heart, in our hearts, you know, especially boys and men to fight, to fight for our king. Evil is running roughshod over our marriages, our families, workplaces, communities, our state, and our nation. Men especially, pick up your sword. Get into the fight. Fight for your king. My friends, this is what it means to be Christian, to be Catholic. It means that we recognize that Jesus is king of all peoples, of everything. And that we work, we fight to bring about his reign in our world. We believe in the social kingship of Jesus Christ. Finally, Pope Pius XI said, quote, Oh, what happiness would be ours if all men, individuals, families, and nations would but let themselves be gather, governed by Christ. What happiness would be ours if all men, individuals, families, and nations would let themselves be governed by Jesus Christ.